Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Christian Talk Show. This is Minister Jermaine, Pastor Cesar Vargas. Are you out there, sir? Can you hear us, Pastor Caesar? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Christian Talk Show. This is going to be a special talk show tonight. Pastor Caesar, can you hear us? I got to turn your volume, <coughs> turn your volume up a little bit, Pastor. Uh, we're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Can you hear us, Pastor Caesar? Can you hear us, Pastor Caesar? Are you out there?
Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Dr. Sam, how you doing, sir? Can you hear us? Yes, sir, I can hear you. And am I supposed to see you or just hear you? No, just hear us today, sir. Just hear us. All right. Okay. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Sam, for joining us this, af this afternoon or this evening. <laughs> we appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. And um, <clears throat> Pastor Caesar is going to join in, but uh, he's having some technical difficulties with his phone, but he'll, he'll reconnect. Can you hear me? Oh, Pastor, we can hear you. Welcome, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Hey, Good you made it, Pastor. <laughs> They're cheering for you, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we Amen. all made it in. Amen. You know, this is going to be a special interview. We are so eager and ready to, to hear, and I was going to say see the fire from uh, Dr. Sam, but, you know, <laughs> this is going to be electrifying. Uh, Pastor Caesar, what, what do you think? I think it's going to be a great show. I'm really excited. I'm very excited to have Dr. Sam here, and, and I think our listeners are really going to be blessed today. Amen and amen. You know, um, before we get started, uh, Dr. Sam, uh, we'll ask Pastor yes, Caesar to give us an opening prayer. Wonderful. Father God in heaven, we just come before you and we thank you for what you are doing, Father God, everything that you are about to do, Father. I pray that you would open up our ears to hear, Father God, open up our minds, open up our hearts, Father God. And we pray, Father God, that it, it would just be a blessing for your people today, Father God, is it is all important, and we just want so much just for your people, Father God, to be Amen. blessed, to hear your word, Father God, to hear of experiences and, and things that would help them, Father God. We are careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the Amen. praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Well, thank you very much, Pastor, for that beautiful opening prayer. The, the crowd is just going crazy today. <laughs> you know, Dr. Sam, why don't you go ahead and, and give the audience, I, I don't want to mess up your last name, so why don't you give them your full name there, Dr. Sure, it's Kojiglanian. It's like Kojiglanian. So it's easy when you say it a thousand times. It's 11 <laughs> letters. It's Armenian. Uh, it's all good. Uh, so it's Kojiglanian. Hey, man, that's a beautiful name there, Doctor. You, you know, um, but why don't you give a little background to the audience? I know for some of our audience, you may be a little, uh, a, a new introduction. So why don't you give them a quick introduction on, uh, you know, who you are, what you do, and how God's working in your life? Amen. So by God's grace, I'm a cardiologist and I get to open up heart arteries and I get to love my patients and and lead them in the right paths, if you will, uh, to what to eat, what not to eat and how to stay healthy and how to have a great, great looking heart. And that's one side of me. On the other side, the good Lord has called me to be an evangelist worldwide. Uh, and we're preaching the gospel from Pakistan to India, to all over the world, South America, Central America, and reaching many souls uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, even in this heart times in the during the COVID era where we went on Zoom and we preached the gospel to remote villages in Pakistan. Souls came to Christ. So that's what God has me to do. I, you know, I, I knew that at, at the age of five when God uh, 
called me to him and I my mom was a Sunday school teacher and she said there's a man there is a, a God there is there's there's this soul that's looking for you he, he is the God of gods and the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he wants your soul he wants your heart he wants your life uh, give it to him give it all to him and he's gonna be a friend that that will never betray you that will never hurt you that will never be dishonest to you he'll always tell you the truth because he is the truth his name is Jesus Christ he died for you on Calvary. He rose from the dead so that you may have life. And and she said, don't you want him in your life? I absolutely, I said, sign me up. I've never looked back after five. And at age five, also, God put it in the, uh, the tablets of my heart that I was going to be a heart doctor when I grew up. I, it, you know, the story goes from Jerusalem, where I was born there in an Armenian community, all the way to Chattanooga, Tennessee, y'all, and now Southern Cali boy facing 27 rejection letters to medical schools, to being told I'd never make it uh, as a medical doctor but uh, but god is good and he allowed Amen. me he allowed me to do what he called me to do and when god says go ain't nobody gonna stop you that's right that's right and i know the audience right now can feel the energy shift while you were talking there doctor amen <laughs> amen it's all the holy spirit amen it is it is pastor caesar did you have a question um, uh, yes, I, I, just so you understand, it's very, very spotty the way I'm hearing it over here on my end. Uh, I don't know if because I'm uh, now down the hill and you're up the hill, but uh, I did want to I did want to welcome you first of all, Dr. Sam. And I, I know that uh, you're in um, interventional cardiologist, correct? And that yes, you sir. graduated yes, sir. from USC. Uh, but we also understand that you came from the Middle East, as you just were speaking about. So this couldn't have been an easy journey, correct? So can you tell us kind of a little bit about this journey and some of its challenges, like what and what made you want to become a doctor? Yeah, when I was in Jerusalem, I mean, things were uh, peachy, except if you if you call uh, soldiers with holding machine guns pointed at your face peachy. But, you know, that's all you know. You don't wow. know anything else, really. Uh, and uh, that the Middle East is, uh, is a land of hostility. The Middle East is a land of war. And it's war-stricken, and the last wars will occur there when our Jesus comes back. Anyway, the second coming, uh, Armageddon, uh, will be uh, in the, the northern Israel, and then he will come down to Jerusalem uh, and and have a final war and final say-so before all world governments come to a shutdown. But, you know, that was just the norm. We played marbles on the streets. We played uh, soccer uh, on the concrete or wh wherever we could find. And and when we moved to America, my dad moved us here because he worked like 16, 17 hours a day because not not to get rich, but he said, we got to go to America. This land is going to be torn down by more and more wars. And he wanted his kids to be in a safer place in America. And so we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. I was a foreigner. I was not uh, the same as anybody else. You know, you got Kojiglanian versus Smith and you got blue eyes uh, versus brown eyes. So it's, it wasn't easy. I was called a dog, a foreigner. I was told to go home. I was pushed down the stairs. I, you know, I was hated. I was hated because I was different. And I, I was I wasn't hated because I was a thug. I wasn't hated because I stole. I wasn't hated because I was. I had profanity in my mouth. I was hated because I was just different. And I, I've tasted bigotry firsthand. I've tasted hatred firsthand. I've tasted people with their fist in my face firsthand because uh, I just didn't belong. And you know, I, I'm. It's it's people talk about being on the wrong side of the tracks. People talk about you know that's not fair. Life isn't fair anyway. So you you either you know you either say I'm on the wrong side of the tracks or you say I'm getting on the track 
tracks and Jesus is riding with me and I'm going to ride with my Jesus Christ and he's going to take me where he needs to take me. And so I, I got on my knees. Uh, I sat on my butt. G getting on the knees is what my parents taught me to pray hard and to forgive those who hated me, to sit on my butt and to study hard. And uh, in a matter of two years, these these people who hated me uh, voted me the best all around student. Uh, so you, it's your decision. It's all, all of life is choices. We take responsibility for our actions. People are saying all kinds of things like, well, I'm this color or I'm not this color. Well, I'm this gender or I'm not this gender. It don't matter. When God is with you and God is in you, baby, you can rock this planet in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's roll. So it wasn't hard, but with Jesus Christ, uh, things, uh, things. Uh, I saw the light in the darkness. So he's basically the one who drove you, right? That kept you going. Amen. There's no other way. I mean, he is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. There is no other way. He's the light of the world. I'm not going to walk in darkness because I walk in Jesus Christ and he lives in me. He's the bread of life. I ain't going to go hungry because he is going to feed me with his bread. He's the resurrection. So I'm not going to lie here dead. I shall not die. I shall live. I'm, I, you know, that's the attitude in life where uh, if you're going to come against me, there is no force that's going to stand against me because Jesus Christ is in me. The Holy Spirit's like a nuclear warfare in me. It's about to burst. I'm about to pop out of my skin because he's in me and I can't help but to be joyful and happy even in my bad circumstances, even in my failures, even when I fail rejections and all this is coming at me, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord and I'm going to rejoice in him always. Amen. Praise God. That's the way we should all be. I'll tell you, and uh, I'm sure uh, there were times where you must have felt uh, you know, through this adversity, you must have felt discouraged. You must have felt uh, overwhelmed. You must have felt like, oh, my gosh, what what do I do and, and, and how do I handle this? And in our weakness, he becomes our strength. Amen. So did you ever experience Amen. those times of of, uh, of when when it's really tough to kind of keep going, keep trust, pressing towards a mark? I still do, Pastor. Uh, it's not that I've, I've reached to a point where it's like, hey, all right, y'all, I made it. Ain't nobody going to touch me no more. Uh, and, you right. know, to this day, to this day, it's hard. Uh, so, yes, you know, you go to pro, uh, you go to Psalm 32, 8, and the Lord says to you and me and all our audience that's listening and will listen, I will instruct you and I will teach you. I will guide you and I will watch over you. Who does that for you, man? Ain't nobody in this world right. who's going to watch over you like Jesus, like the Holy Spirit like God the Father. And so, yes, during those times, I wanted to give up, especially when we moved to um, we moved to California. And then I, I went to undergrad at the University of Southern California. And here I am trying to get a medical school. I'm getting, you know, nine rejection letters. Then I applied to another year and I got uh, another 18 rejections, all, all together, 27 rejections. I'm telling wow. you, there were points where you're like, mm, you know what? I uh, uh, maybe I did make a mistake. Maybe I, I didn't hear God correctly. And everybody's saying, you know, yes. you, you didn't hear correctly. You you want this because you want money. You you shouldn't have you shouldn't have done this. And these are, you know, I guess, well-intentioned people, but they can break you with their tongues. You know, they don't need no hammer. They don't need no gun. You don't need no knife. You can break somebody with your words. And so that's why Absolutely. our words 
our words have to be kind and gentle and gracious and, and loving just like Jesus is. Sure, there's a time to be stern and there's a time to be bold, but there's also uh, a most uh, for, for all of our lives, there's a time to be gracious and kind and forgiving. So anyway, these people almost broke me, but I have to go back to the promises of God. I had to search him. I actually, at that time, I broke so hard that it, God even broke me further. Never mind the tongues of the people. God was saying to me, you know, you've made medicine your Lord, the pursuit of medicine your God. This is this is who you worship. That's your altar. I didn't have an altar. I didn't have a, I didn't sacrifice anything in front of the altar, but medicine had become an altar in my heart. And so God told me to make him my Lord. And, and after I did that, um, things began to shape up after miracle after miracle in my life. And God doesn't owe me nothing. He doesn't, just because I make him my Lord doesn't mean, oh, now he, uh, this is a fine child. This is a good boy. Let, let's give him everything. He doesn't owe me anything. My whole life is based on grace. It's his grace upon me. And, and he tells you, me, all our audience to approach his throne with uh, the throne of grace so that we may find mercy and obtain grace in times of our hardship, in times of our need. And that's what he invites us to do. But I will tell our audience one thing. Nobody, nobody is going to watch over you like Jesus Christ, because these people on earth, even if you got security, they go slumbering and they go to sleep. But our God, according to Psalm, uh, in, in the book of Psalms uh, 121, he never slumbers and nor he, does he ever sleep. He's a good God. Amen. Amen. Yes, he's the good, good father. That That's for sure. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, while you were telling the story, it almost sounded uh, like that of Job, uh, when his friends were, were telling him, you know, it's, a, it's mm. something you did. It's a sin that you had. And yes. uh, even even his wife telling him, you know, why don't you just turn and curse your God and die? I mean, yes. uh, people can turn on you, and, and including that was his own wife. So uh, it definitely it, it's something that you got to keep at the forefront of your mind, that God is the one that takes care of us, that Jesus Christ gave his very life for us. That the father gave his son, you know, to, as a sacrifice for us. So we we can't focus or concentrate because I hear a lot of people, you know, as a pastor say, well, you know, I, I feed the homeless and well, I go to church and I go to Bible studies and I attend, you know, worship services on uh, Fridays or Sundays. That's all well and good. But mm -hmm. that's not what it's about. It's not like a checklist. Oh, I did this. I did this. It's the finished work of Christ. And that's what we need to depend on. Amen. Amen. It's it's not about us and it's not about our works. I can never, you can never, our audience can never muster up enough good and bottle it up and present it before the Lord and say, check out this test tube, Lord. I, I, I reached a level which is acceptable to you of my goodness. That ain't never going to happen. It's his goodness. There is no one good, not even one, according to Psalm 14, according to Psalm 54 uh, um, or 53, there is no one good. Uh, not even one, but God is good. And Jesus' works on the cross was good. And it, because of his works, we get to enter into his glory. And that's, I, you know, who gives up their son? God gave up his only son, Jesus Christ. He didn't send him to earth so that he could condemn the earth and condemn the world. But he sent us so that in him, in Christ, the world can be saved. And that's, you know, that's that's where I want to live. I want to live under his wings because under my wings, I crash. Under my wings, I'm hopeless. Under my wings, I fail. You know, doctors have complications rate. My Jesus, my God, my Holy Spirit, he ain't got no complications 
He's got no complications whatsoever. He doesn't need malpractice insurance to practice. He He just does his work because his work is not only good, but his work is perfect. And he does what even no doctor can do. (laughs) <laughs> there are doctors that try everything with their medical knowledge, uh, every kind of medication, every kind of therapy or what have you, and cannot break through. And the king of kings and the Lord of lords absolutely becomes our healer and does something so miraculous that even the medicine and the practitioners of medicine can't even believe. Amen. Amen. I I was in Pakistan remotely, just as you and I were not together physically, but we are hearing each other's voices uh, through our phones and our computers. Uh, I I was preaching the gospel uh, two or three weeks ago in a remote village in Pakistan. Uh, The name cannot be mentioned, but I was there and 88 people came to Christ. But there was this girl there who was demonically possessed and they had taken her from doctor to doctor, magician to magician, uh, and nobody could save her. Nobody could heal her. Her. Nobody could touch her. Uh, but when, when she heard the word of God, you understand it's not me. It's not the messenger. It's the word because the word of God in Psalm 107 says, and he sent forth the word and it healed them. He didn't send forth the messenger and it healed them. He sent forth the word of God, the living God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. He sent forth the word and it healed them. And just by listening to the sermon, the word, that child was healed. And you uh, you can go to any as many. Uh, there was a lady with a broken shoulder. They said, we can't do nothing for you. And while she was listening to the word of God, she was healed. I'm talking about like Jesus's times. Right. We think, no, nah, that can't happen in 2021. It can't happen in 2021 mm. if you don't believe. But if you walk That's with right. the Lord and talk with the Lord and commune with the Lord and love the Lord and believe the Lord, baby, and every he'd open up the Red Sea right now for you and me. So that's, that's right. let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, you know, doctor, you, you bring up some interesting points because um, Pastor Caesar was definitely um, asking the spot on questions for the audience on your background and how you got where you, where you are today. So, doctor, as you look at the travel plans that God put in your life, did you mm-hmm. expect to be doing what you're doing right now? <laughs> no one's ever asked me that. Hey, that's a beautiful question. I know. I mean, you know, well, as a kid, you know, you you tell people, what are you going to be? You know, they ask you, what are you going to be? And you're like, I'm going to be a heart doctor. And they laugh. They're like, oh, that child don't know. He's only five years old. How he know he's going to be a heart doctor, right? So, uh, but it, you never, I, you know, I knew I was going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I knew that I was going to be a heart doctor, but never did I foresee what happened last year and this year where the doors are beginning to open up and things that seemed impossible are, 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 are possible. And we're getting to preach the gospel throughout the world and people are coming to Christ. And I just, you know, I, I just want to say I, this word is so precious to me. They're not just plain words to me. Uh, this is my life. I've read thousands of books to, to come to where I am. 
am in, in life. But this is the most important book for me, the Bible, the Word of God, because it is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And that Word became flesh, according to John chapter 1, 1, and John chapter 1, 14. This book has become, it's it's living, it's powerful, and, and I love it, and it's it just drips. Jesus's lips drips with grace, and I want to sit at his feet, and I want to learn from him. And never did I imagine that this was going to happen the way it is, but that's the grace of God. And perhaps he can't show it to us at all, the audience, all at one time, your life, what's going to happen in your life. Perhaps we'd be overwhelmed or perhaps we'd be prideful. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be overwhelmed because I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And I don't want to be prideful because he told me to humble myself in the fr in, yeah. in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift me up. I don't want to lift myself up. I'll crash. I do want to lift up the name of Jesus because that's the way to go. That's the way to roll. And that's the way to live my life is to lift up his name. I ain't going to wear my name. I'm going to wear his name and I'm going to, I'm going to do my best every day to be obedient to him. I fall, I fail, he forgives and I roll. I just go. I just love him. That's right. Amen. That's Amen. Right. Let's keep rolling. Uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, doctor, I, we know what what happened in, in this year and last year and how the pandemic just affected millions and millions of people. It affected the whole world. So mm -hmm. how did the pandemic uh, kind of affect your overall mission? The pandemic it helped me stop. The pandemic helped me spend more time with the Bible. The pandemic yeah. helped me to see Jesus more and love him even deeper. And he asks me every day, do you love me today more today than you loved me yesterday? And in my answer, I want to say yes, Ben. If I'm not spending time with him and if I'm not communing with him early in the mornings and I'm not reading my Bible, then how can I say yes? Because he is the word. Uh, if you love someone, you spend time with that somebody. So the pandemic, in a sense, helped me to focus more on him, to love him more and to say, you know what? This life can end in a heartbeat, literally. In January of this year, we had 150 people in our hospital with COVID. I've never seen wow. so many sick people. I'm talking about 15 years old, 19 years old, 30 years old, 100 years old. I'm talking the whole spectrum. And I've never seen so many ventilators in my whole life. From room to room to room, people were uh, placed on a ventilator. I've never seen that before. I, I realized and though we should know this, but I, it hit me even harder that life is so frail. Life is so fragile. The grass withers and the flowers fall, including us, because we were just a mist. But the word of God will remain forever. And it made me love the word more and more. And it made me get prepared for what is to come so, so that we may preach the gospel worldwide. Amen. Amen. And um, it, it, did you have anything to to add or to ask Minister Jermaine? Oh, yes, Pastor. You know, uh, Doctor, as we look at the journey that God has put you on, I, I see you got, a, is it a new book here called Rev It Up Volume 2? Yes, sir. So we got, um, I, I started writing on the book of Revelations. I started falling in love with the, the book of Revelation. And because it's not just a book that was written 2,000 years ago. It's literally coming to life as we speak today. We're seeing prophecy uh, unfold before us. So I, I chose the, the, 
title rev it up because God is going to literally rev it up during the tribulation. The next thing on the prophetic calendar is the, the rapture, the big event, the rapture where he comes to take those who love him home. I hope you're ready, our audience, because the only way you can get ready is through the blood of Jesus Christ and to say, I'm a sinner. I come to the cross of Calvary and I accept the blood of Jesus. Uh, and, and I know that he rose from the dead on the third day. And that's how you, you escape the tribulation, the seven year tribulation that's about to hit the earth after the rapture. So Rev It Up, verse by verse, is, is two books, actually. It's volume one and volume two. Volume one is Revelation chapter 1 through 11, and volume two is Revelation chapter 12 through 22. So that's one book. Uh, each book is a good 450 pages. It's so much fun to read. It's all, it's like uh, listening to me speak. I don't like, well, today we're going to talk about chapter one. It's not like that. <laughs> it's fun. It's off the charts. It's, it's, uh, it's you know interactive it's got medicine in it that you've never seen in any other uh, book a revelation book i correlate or do analogies with medicine and the book of revelation i do geopolitical sections how um how we know like iran turkey uh, and russia getting together today and their boots are on the ground in syria ready to jump on israel how, how we know that from the bible and so I put that all together, and it's verse by verse, literally. Uh, it's an uh, it's an amazing book. It's easy to read. Uh, and then we have Rev It Up image by image for those people who don't want to read. They like to see images. The artist is amazing, and you'll learn so much from that. And we also have Rev It Up rhyme by rhyme. I wrote the book of Revelation in poetry. Uh, so people like, oh, gosh, you know, chapter one, I get it. Now, now I understand what it is, and they go to chapter two. I, I wrote, that's a short book. That's like a 90 uh, page book to make up for the 900 page books that I wrote before that, the, the verse by verse. So yes, they can get this off <laughs> right. my, they can get it off uh, our uh, beaconofhearts.org. Um, it's on our website. And then they can also go to my YouTube, Dr. Samuel Kojiglanian, and listen to a lot of my sermons. Now, that, can you uh, tell us? Yes, it, it is. It is. Um, I, I just wanted, uh, because you, you mentioned Beacon of Hearts, is uh, you could kind of tell us a little bit about your practice, maybe uh, beginning with Mender of Hearts and then your ministry, Beacon of Hearts. Sure. So it's a double double. The Mender of Hearts, the greatest Mender of Heart, of course, is Jesus Christ. And we, we trust in him and we walk in him and we walk in his light. So uh, we name the uh, the medical portion, the Mender of Hearts, where I get to do cardiology. And in the office, obviously, we do stress tests and uh, echocardiograms and check people's blood pressure, cholesterol, help, uh, to do really preventative work here so that my patients won't fall in trouble again or we'll never fall into trouble. So uh, that's what we do at the office. That's the mender of hearts. And then the beacon of hearts, the, the light of the world, uh, is, is the ministry where we get to preach the gospel worldwide. We go to different countries uh, where the indigent are, whether it's in Africa or Armenia or in um, Malaysia or the Philippines or Argentina. And, and we get to uh, touch the people's lives by feeding them, uh, and then we get to do medicine. You know, they they line up. There's like 500 people. I, we recruit doctors and nurses from there because they can speak the language. And uh, 
We then after that, after we feed them, after we do the medical part, we then uh, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's really uh, body, heart, mind and soul uh, so that we may help the people. And, and you know, they're touched uh, that people from America would come and and uh, give them hope, give them uh, the truth. And the beacon came about from Isaiah 61, where it says uh, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And this is about Jesus Christ, obviously, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison doors for those who are bound. And so, you know, we're here to preach the gospel. We're here to uh, give people light and hope uh, and goodness of Jesus Christ. And that's where you get the mender and the beacon and you kind of combine them together. And that's how you rock the planet in the name of Jesus. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, you know, doctor, you know, uh, to do what you do must take a, a strong, rooted prayer life. And I see you, 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 do you lead prayer like on Thursdays? Yes, sir. And so on Thursdays on Instagram Live, uh, and what's my, what's the handle on Instagram here, kids? Let's see. It's uh, at dr. Doctor Kojiglanian at dr. Kojiglanian, uh, and and people from. Uh, it, this is mind-blowing, uh, pastors. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just mind-blowing because people from Nova Scotia and New Zealand and Indonesia and Armenia wow. and wow. Africa, North Africa, South Africa, uh, Argentina, Mexico, uh, California, New York, uh, Florida, Wisconsin, they're just wow. popping up and they're like, hey, hey, Dr. Sam, I'm here. I'm listening. I mean, you got people at 2 o'clock in the morning from Sweden waking up or England and listening. And, and it's live. Uh, it's Instagram live and yes we do it's called the sweet hour of prayer I pray a bit I sing I, uh, and you know maybe that's what's waking everybody up I sing and then because <laughs> I'm not a singer but you know I love to worship the Lord and and I just want to enter his gates with thanksgiving and, and enter his courts with praise according to Psalm 100 so that's what we do and then I actually preach I you know right now we're in the book of numbers and we are preaching uh, things that people People don't really hear about from day to day or from Sunday to Sunday and so it's fun it's interactive it's like a, it's like having a worldwide church it's insane and uh, you know uh, COVID is nasty COVID is um, it's satanic it's from the pits of hell and Hades yet uh, when you walk with God even in in loss and in death, even in loss and in death, when you walk with God, though the circumstances may be ugly and it may be dark, and it is in a lot of people's lives, good will come out of it when you walk with God. And and when we're in the darkness or when, when where we're in the pain, it doesn't look like any good can come up out of it. But we must believe the word of God. It's either a lie or the truth, and Jesus is the truth. So it says, you know, that it's going to turn for the good. It's not good in itself, but it's going to turn for the good. And that's what God did. He started this Instagram thing, uh, and uh, the world is watching, and we're just preaching, and I want to be faithful. It's very difficult, and many times I just want to quit. I say, I just don't have the time. But God's like, you committed to serve me and you committed to serve people and serving takes sacrifice. Get back. Let's go. Let's roll. That's what I do. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's it. That's it. I'll tell you, you know, 
It's funny because uh, you were saying uh, something about work, and I, I love to watch it, and, um, you know, about about not having maybe the voice or what have you, but there was a story I heard once of a, a gentleman that really wanted to sing with all his heart to the Lord, and he joined the worship team and this big choir, and it was just, you know, the beautiful melodic voices, and they would get frustrated at him because he couldn't sing as well. He couldn't lift <laughs> his voice. He didn't, you know, couldn't hit the certain notes and what have you. So the story goes that this gentleman passed away and he was before the Lord and he was apologizing to the Lord and saying, you know, God, I, I really wish I would had these angelic voices of some of your other choir members and worship team. And I tried and I, I worshiped with all my heart, but I just couldn't sing like them. And I'm so sorry, you know. And the Lord said, mm -hmm. what choir, what worship uh, leaders said? The only voice I heard was yours. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh, my isn't goodness. that beautiful? That's so beautiful. And I, I'm totally with you, Pastor, on this one, because, uh, you know, you can have Martha and that Martha is probably all of us. Let me do this. Let me get this done. I got this, Jesus. Yep. I'm going to get it for you. OK, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to do all this for you. OK, just hold on. But then there is Mary. And who's ministering unto Jesus? You would think, oh, no, no, wait, you got that wrong. Jesus is ministering unto Mary. No. He, yes, that's true. But Mary actually is ministering unto Jesus because that's what he loves. He loves for you and me and our audience to sit at his feet and listen to him and love him and adore him and worship him. And even if you ain't got a good voice, sing unto him because he hears you and loves you and will uplift you with his righteous right hand. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. I, I tell you, you you sing to the Lord and you give it uh, with with all your heart. And what He says is, I want my people to worship me in spirit and in truth. So it's Amen. not about the the, the program and, and how great your voice is and how much you dance around on that stage. I'll tell you, I I was at a, a very big church. Well, not very big church, but over two thousand people. And I remember a gentleman that had a fantastic voice. The guy had a, a recording career uh, and, and, and the guy used to really, you know, he had a great voice and would move around. And, but the people, there was just no anointing and the people just wouldn't receive. And they brought mm. in this gentleman who really couldn't sing all that well. He was all embarrassed and he was very humbled. And I'll tell you, there were people crying on the floor, their hands lifted up, just everybody yes. at the altar. It was an incredible move of the Holy Spirit. And this was a gentleman that was not looking at himself, but was rather looking to worship in spirit and in truth. And that's why I say that's all important. Amen. 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 I, you know, I, we're just a mist. Uh, we're here today. We're not here tomorrow. We have very short right. span in life. And, and if we're pursuing ourselves, I'm just want all of us to know, including myself, that when we pursue ourselves, I want our audience to understand that it's a bottomless pit. It's endless. Yes. You can you can go at it and go at it and feed yourself. And I feed myself and get more and more and more. It's a bottomless pit. That's why you look at politicians and you're like, how much power do you really want? How much power is not how much? Isn't this enough what you got? Or you look at people really? who are very, very, very rich. And you're like, isn't 
wasn't that enough for you and you want another billion and and perhaps we don't understand that because we're not there but 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 self is a bottomless pit but our lord jesus christ he is eternal and we want to lift him up we want to be his servants we don't want to be we don't want people to serve us we want to be his servants and we want to serve others and we want to lift his name up and that's what he's calling me to do he's telling me to ignore my ego ignore the bottomless self pit and look unto him and and uh i i when we look unto him you know it says in uh, psalm 121 i lift up my eyes to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the lord he's the maker of heavens and earth he won't let your foot slip uh, and people are like okay i might slip up on my he won't let your foot slip he, he watches over you. He watches over you. He won't slumber. He won't sleep. The Lord watches over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Uh, I just want all, all of us to know nobody's going to do that for you except Jesus Christ. You can go to any religion in this world. You can go to Eastern religion. You can do any kind of religion you want to. And that basically what it is is that you're stuck in a pit and somebody throws you a rope. But all religions only throw you rope and tell you to climb out of the pit. But you can't because you need somebody on the other side to lift you up you can't climb up by yourself jesus christ is the only god who stands on the other side of the pit and says i died for you and now i'm going to give you life hold on to the rope while i pick you up that's my jesus that's why i roll with him and i ain't going nowhere else that's right Amen. that's right that's right doctor you, mm -hmm. you know as i as i as i look at, at a little bit more you're very interesting doctor because you you have like i guess like a like a rap name or something is called Dr. R.A.P. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you know, when, when I went to uh, USC medical school, I was seeing kids just die. I mean, they were five years old, six years old because they're shot in the head. I'm like, this is wrong. This is just not right. You know, because gangsters would shoot them up or whatever it happened. And, and, you know, when you go, and I, I had the opportunities to go to schools and talk and nobody want to hear you go, well, hello, I'm Dr. Kojigalanian and I'm here to, nobody wants to hear that. But I'm, but when you go to the kids, and you're like, what's up, y'all? Uh-huh. Now shut up and listen up. And they're like, what? That boy's crazy. Uh, and so they listen to you. You know, and so the hip-hop language I learned from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I I don't apologize for it because uh, some people are offended by it, but they're kind of like, why don't you act the way you're supposed to act? How is that? How am I supposed to act? I'm supposed to act what God made me, and this is how he made me, and this is how I am, and I don't apologize for it because I am what I am by God's grace and only by his grace. And so, you know, I, I when you talk to kids in a rap tone or when you go to NCAA athletes across America and talk to them, they're like, why don't you? bust a rhyme and so you do just bust a rhyme and i you know i laugh at myself they laugh at me but they love it they love it because people go beyond your words they go to your heart and they look at your heart and they like okay now I, i'm i'm sensing something i'm sensing that there's love in this man's heart and i it's not my love it's the love of jesus christ and when jesus christ looked at the people's and it's in uh, matthew 14 14 i believe when he looked at the crowds he had compassion and he's turning my eyes the way he wants me to look at people and that's with compassion love them honor them respect them give to them serve them don't hurt them don't hurt them by the words don't hurt them by the way you look at them just love people and and he's turning my heart my heart towards people with compassion and i love it because i know myself it's not me i know my jesus it's all him i tell people if you see me and and you find 
If you find anything good in me, don't blame me. Blame God. Blame Jesus. Blame the Holy Spirit. But if you see anything bad in me, and there's a lot, just blame me. I, I'm the blame for that. <laughs> you right. Know, <laughs> that is so right when you're relating to people, right? Jesus yes. did the same thing when he was with fishermen. He, mm -hmm. he related to fish, you know. Yes. <laughs> right when he worked when he right. was in the, in a synagogue, he talked scripture. So That's you gotta right. you gotta kind of do that to to, to bring the word. Uh, to, to a point where people can 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 realize it and pick it up, right? Amen. I mean, we, you know what? Sometimes when I'm preaching, I'll bust out in the rhyme and people like trip out. You know, it's like, you know, you you like, uh, like, for instance, you like it. The, the Bible is the holy book. So check it out. Y'all take a look. You got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judge, Judge, First and Second, Seven, First, Second Kings, First, Second, Kavon, Nicole, uh, Ezra, you need, and it goes on and on like that. And people are like, <laughs> right, right. what? What in the world is happening right here? So yeah, you you wanna you don't want anybody to get comfortable. And go oh, here's another sermon for me. I want people to jump off their seat, not because I'm there, because Jesus Christ is there. And baby, that word that I'm speaking, that's alive. It ain't dead. And so we're not gonna talk about the word of God dead. We're not gonna talk about Jesus as he's dead. He's resurrected. And I'm tired of people talking about him like he's a theory. He ain't no theory. And the word of God says that he created the world in six days. Well, then it took six days to create that's no hypothesis that's no theory you know what a hypothesis hypothesis and i'm talking about a bad hypothesis and a bad theory and a wrong theory evolution is a bad hypothesis evolution is a wrong theory that's hypothesis that's not right the word of god is right all day long and it'll never change it never amen changes, you know that's what i tell people when they come at me with the, with some of this evolution stuff and i'm like listen man if you want to believe that your mama came from a monkey, that's okay by me. But mm -hmm. I didn't come from no monkey, neither did my mama. So, <laughs> Amen. And yeah. I, I did not come from no amoeba either. Uh, they like one little cell <laughs> yeah. organism. Amoeba, you got to be crazy. You know, it's like uh, the world <laughs> is it's like the second law of thermodynamics says that we have entropy. And, and that, you know, it, it's like everything goes to disorder as we're living. Uh, uh, look at somebody's face when they're five years old when they're 20 years old when they're 40 years old when they're 80 years old things are not getting tighter uh, the collagen is falling apart you know uh, things go into disorder now what makes you think you're going to go against science and the second law of thermodynamics and push evolution down my throat and you're like oh i believe in science baby you don't believe in science you believe in yourself and you want to be your own god and that's why you believe in evolution so i just tell the people uh, you got to mosey on i don't have time for this foolishness that's right <laughs> amen amen that's right you, you know doctor because because you're on fire right now and i know <laughs> when you're traveling are you setting people free with the word Amen. I mean, that's the only way to set people free. Uh, we got antibiotics, but they got expiration dates. We got stents, and they too have expiration dates. But the Word of God, it is not. No, it will never expire. You can ban it. You can burn it. You can bury it, but it's going to live. And those who burn it, those who bury it, and those who ban it, they're going to die. So this Word is real. It's the truth. It's 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 living. It's, it's explosive, and it's got hope. In this hopeless world, it's got hope. And 
I mean, who else is going to instruct you and teach you and guide you and watch over you? Who else is going to say, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God and the peace. Who's going to give you that peace? The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Who else is going to tell you in, in, in John chapter 14, verse 27, that my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. I don't give it to you like the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be dismayed. Who else is going to give you all this stuff? It's Jesus Christ. Peace, hope, love, life, eternal life. Jesus is, is the way. Every other religion, you're going to have to try to be good to get to heaven. But Jesus knows you and I can't be good, so he came to earth. He humbled himself unto death. He died on the cross of Calvary. And by the way, before he went on the cross, he took 40 minus 1 stripes on his back so that we may be healed by his stripes. And according to 1 Peter 2.24, we were healed by his stripes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, according to Hebrews 13.8. And don't nobody tell me that he can't take out demons and he can't heal the sick without a doctor. He can because he's the doctor of doctors. And that's what I'm seeing in life, wherever I'm preaching that Jesus Christ is there and he's the healer. And I am going to be his servant and I'm going to proclaim his word unashamed and untainted. I am not going to water down this world. You're going to hear hell from me. By the way, if you don't want Jesus now, that's your choice. But I'm going to let you know just because you rejected him, you're going to send yourself to hell. And hell ain't cool. It ain't going to be like you play pool with your boys. It ain't going to be like you're going to hit the golf ball. And even if there was a golf course in hell, there ain't no golf balls in hell. So just letting you know that's eternity and then heaven is eternity. The only way to get to heaven, according to John 14, 6, he says, Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Ain't nobody coming through the Father except through me. He didn't say ain't. I said ain't. But he said nobody is coming through the Father except through me. And so that's what I believe. And I'm going to, I've got jewels. I've got the goodness of life. You think, this is like, Pastor, you asked me this question. This is like, I've got, I've got a stent. Somebody's having a heart attack. And I stick an aspirin on their forehead and I say, God bless you. You go home and be well. No, I got the stent. We got, we can put the balloon and stent in the heart and we can save them. So I got the word of God and you want me to shut up because people are going to hell because it's not politically correct. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. we're going to speak up because people are dying. It's worse than physical death. It's eternal death. And they need to know the gospel. And this ain't hate speech. This is love speech because love saves you from trouble. Hatred leads you to trouble and death. Love, Jesus Christ, the Bible, leads you to life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Y'all get me excited. You, know you that, get me hallelujah. all excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many people that, that uh, you know, you hear, especially the younger generation nowadays, that, that you hear, you know, all oh, the, the, the story, uh, you know, the Bible is just a fairy tale and they need to ban that book and I'm tired and we need to burn it. And we didn't. It's like, listen, why, if you don't believe in all these words, you don't think that, that they're truth and that, that they're life, why does it anger you so much? I don't see anybody trying to burn and ban uh, Snow White or, you know, uh, uh, Peter Pan or something. You know, it's like it's obvious that they know in their spirit. They, they may not know it in their mind, but the spirit calls out. You know, and and people need to know the reality of the words that are that are printed there, 
They need to know that these these are not just stories, but they are accounts uh, of things that happen. And we see miracles not only back in, in, in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. We see miracles happen in this very day, this very age now. So I don't understand how sometimes, uh, well, they're ab- absolutely deceived. That That's what it is, is. But they need to really know who God is. And they need to know who God says that we are. We need to know who we are. That's one of the greatest things uh, that we can know is who we are and what we carry. Amen. 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 And, you know, in Second Corinthians 4, 4, yeah, Satan has blinded the eyes of the people and, and they can't see. Yes. But I mean, if they want to know the truth, they can just go to the word of God, like in Isaiah chapter 40, I believe it is in, in verse 22, that it says that the Lord sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and all its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. And you're like, so what? What's that verse have to do? Well, uh, that Isaiah wrote that a good 600 years before Christ. So if you place it today, it's 2,600 years before Christ or, or uh, in our times, if you take it today and go all the way back to Isaiah, it two th- he wrote it 2,600 years ago. And and it took man a long time to figure out that the world was round. But child, the Lord already told you the world was round in his word. So that's science right there, that the Lord sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. And so when people come against me, uh, they, you know, they're not coming against me. They're really coming against the Bible. It's like when they were coming against Moses and Aaron, they weren't coming against Moses and Aaron literally they were angry at right. God and so people are angry at God because maybe they didn't get what they wanted or whatever or Satan has blinded them but you know in uh, Ezekiel 37 and 38 it's got the Gog and Magog war and people want to know when that is it's, it happens right after the the tribulation I'm sorry it happens right after the rapture at the beginning of the tribulation and and Jesus named these uh he in his book 2,700 years ago, he named the countries that were going to come against Israel. He named Gog and Magog. That's Russia and Russia's leader. He named uh, 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 Persia. And and so he he named, he also named Tubal, which is Turkey. And so he named these, you know, when he named Russia, Gog and Magog, Russia didn't even exist. It wasn't even there. So uh, th- so this is how advanced our God is. And today, these boys, they're, uh, they're, their boots are in Syria. They're ready uh, at the Golan Heights to jump all over Israel. And so God names this stuff. He's very specific. His word is the truth. It's You cannot refute it prophetically, historically, archaeologically, mathematically. No matter how you try it, you can't refute it. So our God is great. So that's who he is. He says what he says, and it's the truth. Who are we? Well, if you go to First Peter, it's First um, Peter chapter two, verse nine, I believe. It says, "You are a royal. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy, holy nation. You are God's own special people to proclaim the works of the Lord. So, because He has brought us out of the darkness into His glorious light, we got to know who He is. We got to know who we are, and He gives us so all." Oh, he raises us up. He does just because we become his servant and slave doesn't mean he whips us. He takes us and makes us a holy nation, a royal priesthood, his own special people, a chosen generation. He's a gracious, gracious God. You will never find grace like this. You will never find love like this. You will never find mercy like this. You will never find favor like this. Only God, only Jesus, only Holy Spirit. He's the way to your life. 
for, for you to come into the right way, right path, and into a, a, a zone of peace amongst the hardships and the darkness. He is your God, and he's calling you today. Amen. Uh, Dr. Sam, I, I wanted to ask you real quickly something, because I know that you've written uh, books about the Revelation, as we were speaking about a little bit earlier. There's a, a lot of uh, different pastors, you know, and, and I've heard uh, several sides of the coin, but a lot of people say that where is the United States in the end times? Because it's not mentioned in Revelation, where exactly is the United States stand? And I've heard that questioned a lot. I'd, I'd like to get your, your take on this, Dr. Sam. When the rapture occurs, uh, the, there's going to be uh, Christ followers. I, I'm not saying churchgoers, because it, right. not everybody that goes to church looking all pretty in your tie and all pretty in your little dress, um, no matter what you're wearing and how much makeup you're wearing, it don't matter. It matters what your and my heart is like. And so right. uh, those who love Jesus Christ, those who have been bought by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ is going to rapture us. He's going to take us home. And and the, uh, there's going to be a lot of Christ followers missing from America. And America is going to become a third world country. You write that down. It's going to go down. It's going Amen. to collapse. And the Antichrist is going to come and destroy us, obliterate us. And, and when you take the Holy Spirit out of the picture, and when you take Christ followers out, you think it's the, it's, you, you think it's the rich people who are keeping America uh, healthy or right? You think it's, it's the doctors or the accountants or the lawyers? Or you, you think it's, it's uh, you know, people that have brains or, or, or have money or whatever that hold up America? No, it's the prayers of godly people who are begging for God to, to surround America with his angels and the blood of Jesus Christ to keep us safe. And when the Holy Spirit and these prayer warriors are taken out, America will become a third world nation and it will fall apart under the feet of the Antichrist. It will no longer be a superpower. And uh, we can watch it today. You can see how we're slip sliding away. You take God out, you get America going down the drain. You put God back in, and America will soar again. It, that's the formula. That's how simple it is. And if you don't want him, then you're destroying the very bed that you sleep on. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, if people think that lawlessness uh, will increase, as the Bible says, I'll tell you, if they think things are chaotic and scary right now, wait till God takes his Holy Spirit from this earth. It's going to be absolute pandemonium. And I don't say that to panic people, but, but to warn them that they really, really, as the Bible says, choose ye this day whom you will serve. You need to make a choice. Amen. Amen. And today, today is the day of salvation, according to Hebrews 3, 7, Hebrews 3, 15, and Hebrews 4, 7. Today, not tomorrow, because every time you say no to Christ, your heart gets uh, more and more calloused and it's difficult. It's just like, a, you know, if, if uh, someone's having a heart attack and, and the, the, it's, you know, they're on a younger age, let's say, and they haven't been smoking, then it's easier to go in that artery. But if they've, you've, if they've aged and they've smoked and they have diabetes, it's more difficult. It's more calcified to enter into that artery and trying to open up that artery. The same with a spiritual man or woman. Uh, the more you say no, the more your spiritual arteries become hardened and atherosclerotic or uh, 
calcified and it's harder for the Holy Spirit to penetrate. So today is the day. And if y'all thought it was crazy during COVID to try to get your toilet paper and your little water bottle, you thought that was hard? Okay, well, wait till the tribulation then if you don't believe in all this. Wait till the tribulation and then you're going to have to get the 666 on your right hand or your forehead so that you can get your little toilet paper and your water bottle so you can survive. But let me tell you, if you do take the 666, you will become irredeemable. You will go straight to hell. Right. It's not, you can't That's take right. it. It's not like a tattoo where you could take it off. It means that you sold your soul to Satan and the Antichrist. Right. So yes, I wouldn't be caught in the tribulation. And there are people, believers who like, well, you guys are wrong. You're going to be caught up in the tribulation because we had to. I'm like, seriously, look at here. We're the bride of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ doesn't believe in domestic violence. If he believed in domestic violence, he'd beat up his bride. If he wants to beat up his bride, right. he'd keep us here in the tribulation. So because he loves the bride, he's taking the bride out of the tribulation and we're not going to face domestic violence. All I got to say to these people is, hello, and you're going to be pleasantly surprised if you're a true believer that you're actually going to go up and you're not going to face the tribulation. And then we're going to forget about all this because we're not going to be here. We're going to be up with the Lord. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I... Amen. You know, that was some powerful statements there, Doctor. You know, and, and, and the audience, they've been following us for a while now. They understand that we speak the truth here on this on this talk show. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're almost at the end here for our, for our uh, audience uh, listeners here. So I see you got a word for the wise. So, so I'm gonna just leave it, leave it at that, and let you take it from there. Give us a word to the wise, doctor. Amen. When in Second Samuel uh, chapter 22, verse four, it says, "I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and so shall He save me from my enemies." And I want to our peoples, our audience, to understand: you can call on a friend, you can call on a family, but but when when somebody says to you, "I'll pray for you," God bless you. They may pray for you once, they may pray for you earnestly, and I'm not taking that away from you. But I want to tell you, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't even lean on people's understanding. Lean on the Lord and you're like, I can't hear him. You know how you hear him? You hear him through the word. Open up the word and you say, I can't understand it. If you don't understand it, the Holy Spirit will bring into remembrance everything Jesus has said to you and he will teach you all things according to John 14, 26. Rely on the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes. Go to the book of Psalms and pray like David. Just read his prayers and read it upon on the Lord. Lord, and just call on him because he does not turn a deaf ear. I, I call on the Lord and he turned to me. He put, he uh, raised me up from the mud and mire and placed me on a rock, on a firm place to stand. And he gave a song in my heart and a, a new song of praise on my lips. That's what God will do to you in your hardships, in your troubles, in your pain, in your loss, in your suffering, in, in things that just don't make sense. And you're like, where are you, God? God is for you. God is in you. God is beside you. God is wanting to lift you up with his righteousness and, and he wants to strengthen you and help you and instruct you and direct you and watch over you. Come to him. Come to him. Call upon him. There's only one name to call upon. It's Jesus Christ. Please, I'm telling you, do not call everybody else. Don't beg people. People are limited. Doctors are limited. Oh yeah, you got to go to the doctor? Go to the doctor. You got to go to the counter? Go to the counter. I ain't stopping you. You, but above all, not when you're desperate, 
but every day, every hour, every second, call, call, call upon the Lord. He is worthy to be praised, number one. And number two, he will save you from your hardship. And and sometimes I want to say a word for the wise. When you're in the fire, when you're with the lions, they want to devour you. Don't be looking for the exit door. Look up to God. Don't be looking at down and say, I just want to quit. I want to give up. No, look up. Don't give up, but look up. Look up to the Lord, because when you look up at him, you ain't looking at the lions. You ain't looking at the Red Sea. You're looking at to him because he's going to deliver you. You can't find the exit door in time. Them lions are going to get you. So look to him. Let him carry you in his time. Maybe he wants you to uh, sit with the lions and learn from the lions, whatever it might be. Or, or even in the fire, you're like, I can't stand this. The Lord's like, I'm with you. You can stand anything when I'm with you. So don't look at the exit door. Don't give up. Look up. And the Lord's going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. In his time, he's going to make everything beautiful. Amen. I, I, I told you, Pastor, this interview is going to be on fire. <laughs> this I told you, Pastor, this interview was going to be on fire the whole way through. I can barely might, hear you. might have lost sorry. Pastor. But, you know, doctor, I tell no. you, th there he is. Go ahead, Pastor. You know, doctor, this yes, was sir. a very <laughs> life-changing. Yeah, I, I hope you guys can hear me. I can't I can't uh, hear you say there's uh, some kind of technical difficulty going on. But I, I, I hope you guys can hear me. Uh, I heard everything uh, you said, Dr. Sam, and I, I'll tell you, I couldn't I couldn't put it any better myself. And uh, I just want to, for one, uh, say thank you so very much for joining us. It's been a, a real pleasure. It's been very exciting. And uh, I'll tell you, you've inspired me, sir. So God bless you. And, and may God keep you doing his uh, great work. Amen. Blessed be his name. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen, doctor. And I want to thank you as well. The audience wants to thank you, doctor. And we're going to have you back again. We've got to Amen. another time to get this connected again. Absolutely. Pleasure being with you, brothers. Thank you so much. God bless you and God bless the audience. And remember to get to go to Dr. Sam's website, thebeaconofhearts.org and download a book and bless someone with a book. And if you need, donate. Right, right, doctor, donate. Amen. 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 That's right. They they're taking part in the souls we're winning across the world. And and somebody in heaven will knock on their door one day and say, Thank you. And they're like, For what? For donating to the beacon so that Dr. Sam, crazy Dr. Sam, can go preach the gospel. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So tune in next next week on our weekly talk show. This concludes the talk show with Dr. Sam. God bless you. Stay healthy, stay safe, and remember, you have, have the, the power. power. Amen. Amen. <laughs>